Welcome to the In That Moment podcast, where we believe women can overcome anything, but sometimes you just need a little help from someone who's been through it before. My name's Emily, and I'm a career coach ready to help you find your inner confidence and build your personal brand so you can turn your dream career into a reality. On this podcast, we'll talk to some incredible women about the defining moments in their career, how they handled it, and the steps that led to their success. So if you want to climb the corporate ladder, make a career pivot, launch a business, or maybe you're still trying to figure it all out, don't sweat a girl. We'll help you get there. Girl, today I want to talk about a topic that as women, I think we can all relate to, which is this feeling of disappointing others. If you've ever called yourself a people pleaser or found it difficult to speak up for yourself or set a boundary or go against someone's opinion of what you should be doing in this life, this episode's for you. As someone who, up until recently, took way too much pride in being an overachiever, this is a topic that completely resonates with me. In every facet of my life, I've strived for this level of perfection because I thought that being perfect meant that others would like me and I'd be accepted. As women, we've been unconsciously taught to view our likability as our biggest asset, that the more people find us agreeable, the more we'll be liked and accepted. And disappointing others really doesn't have a place in that equation. So what do we do? We put our own wants, needs, and goals on the back burner. We put everyone else first because we don't want to let them down and make decisions that sacrifice ourselves in the process. And here's a couple of examples of how that might show up either in your career or your business. Maybe you're staying in a job because on paper it looks good. Maybe it even pays well. Or your parents, family, or significant other are proud of you for becoming this profession. Or you spend all of this money and time going to school to be this one thing, and how could you even think about doing something different? Or say you want to pivot in the products or services you offer in your business, but are worried your customers who pay good money for the thing you no longer want to do will be upset. And if you have employees who work for you, the uncertainty of, will you be successful, and how it will impact them. The root of all of these is the guilt and fear of disappointing others. And I can absolutely relate to these throughout my career. Whether it was working extremely long hours to hit deadlines because I didn't want to disappoint my boss by asking for more time on a project, or constantly checking my email on my phone, even on nights and weekends, because God forbid I miss an email from a client or take too long to respond. Or the one that I struggled with the most, saying yes to more work because I took pride in being the go-to person when I knew I already had too much on my plate. In all of these scenarios, the focus is on how the other person feels and what their opinion or perception of us will be. Never does it take into consideration what we want or what we have to give up in our lives to get it done, which begs the question, who are you living your life for? And the answer is simple. If you're putting everyone else first in your life, you're putting yourself last. And I would bet that if you're spending more time trying not to disappoint others instead of pursuing what you truly want, you're not living a happy, fulfilled life either. I've recently spoken with a lot of women early in their careers who feel this way, sharing that they feel guilty leaving their job or switching career fields entirely 
because they don't want to let down the people closest to them, whether that's their boss, their team, or their family. And I always come back to this one statement. You have to be comfortable disappointing others so you don't spend your entire life disappointing yourself. Think about all the people who helped you get to this point or supported you to get you to where you are right now. It's easy to fall into the guilt trap of not wanting to disappoint them because they've invested in you. But what I've seen and experienced personally is that these people just want you to be happy. If you're telling them that you love your job, even if inside you're miserable, they're going to stand by your side and support you because they think that's what you want. And if you decide you want something different, they will support you in that too if you'll be happy doing whatever that thing is. Now, I don't want to come off like everything is rainbows and sunshine because unfortunately not everyone is going to be like this. There will be some people who don't understand why you're changing course and they will be disappointed in you. And that sucks, it really does. But this is where you have to get comfortable disappointing others who stand in your way of what truly lights you up inside. Because the reality is, they're not living your life. They're not the ones who wake up every day feeling like the days are just passing them by. They don't see your vision for what your life could be like or the exciting opportunities that come with living your truth and pursuing what's on your heart. Your boss will hire someone to replace you. You will find new customers who are desperately looking for the services or products you want to offer. Your true friends and family members will understand and support you. And everyone else will just have to accept that you're prioritizing yourself for once. And if they don't, it gives you clarity on who's actually in your corner and who it might be time to leave behind. Now, I do want to call out that letting go of your fear of disappointment doesn't always mean letting people down all the time. It's more about stopping those people-pleasing behaviors that ultimately just hurt you. Because when you advocate for what you want and you learn to say no, you're also learning how to say yes to what matters most. So let's talk about how you can get back in touch with who you really are. First, I want to tell you about Kayla Gray Luxury Fragrances and why I'm so passionate about this brand. When I first started my fertility journey, I learned that there are a lot of harmful chemicals in beauty and skincare products that can disrupt your hormones and harm your body, perfume being one of them. I was pretty upset because I love wearing perfume, but then I found Kayla Gray, which is 100% non-toxic and actually lists all of the ingredients on their packaging, which is unheard of, and they have a higher concentrated formula, so the scent lasts so long and you just feel more confident wearing it. And I know that perfume is personal, so I highly recommend getting their discovery kit, which includes samples of all of their signature scents, so you can see which one you like best before ordering a full size, a rollerball, or even a candle. And to save you a little more money, if you use the code MSERENO, which is E-M-S-E-R-E-N-O, at checkout, you'll save 10% on your entire order, and you'll be supporting the show. I'll put the link in the show notes for you to check it out. And definitely make sure to tag me on social media when you order so I can see what scent you love the most. Now, let's get back to the show. If you feel like you've lost who you are, you don't recognize the woman in the mirror anymore, or you're sacrificing your health, time with friends and family, or other things that bring you joy, it's time to stop being the girl who 
checks all the boxes on what you're supposed to do in life. You only have one life to live, and it should be spent pursuing your biggest dreams and aspirations without worrying about what other people think you should be doing or how much you disappoint them if you don't do what they want. Now, here's a serious question for you. When was the last time you asked yourself what you really want? I've asked so many women this question, and nine times out of ten, I get the same response. First, it's always a blank stare, followed by, I don't know. And that's completely fine because we know we've been putting other people first or we've been trying to live up to somebody else's expectations or let's face it, life can just get in the way sometimes. But if you were to take a moment right now and think about what you really want, whether that's in your career, your business or your personal life, what would it look like? Answering this question is a great first step to getting more in touch with yourself and your own voice instead of listening to outside voices to navigate your life. And if you're sitting there thinking, Emily, I have no idea what I want, that's okay too. I've been there, a lot of women have. So if you're unsure of what you want, consider the following two questions. What excites you and what are you good at? And spend some time on each question, writing down everything that comes to mind. The answer to what you want could very well lie in the places where those two questions overlap, where your passion meets your skill sets. And for me, I'll use this podcast as an example. I love helping women navigate their careers, giving them advice and a new perspective that they might not have thought about. And while I consider myself a bit of an introvert, I get so much energy from coaching, and it fills my bucket more than any other job has ever done. I've also spent many years speaking in front of large groups, so I consider myself a good public speaker and am confident in my ability to do so. So for me, starting a podcast where I get to blend both of those things was the perfect opportunity. If you can find the intersection of what excites you and what you're good at, you'll be one step closer to listening to your inner voice and figuring out what you really want for your future. Next, let's get really clear on how you're defining success in your life. And I'm not talking about what society or social media tells us success looks like. I'm talking about what success means to you and you alone. And your definition of success today might be completely different than what it meant to you in other seasons of your life. As an example, when I worked in finance, success to me looked like my bank account getting bigger and bigger. And while I still want to be financially stable today like everybody else, I know what I had to sacrifice for that type of success, and it no longer serves me in this new season of my life. Now my currency is rooted in helping others, and my success is in how many people I can serve and positively impact. So ask yourself, what does success look like for you? Does it mean having great work-life balance where you never miss your kid's soccer game? Does it mean working for a company you love or starting a business that makes a difference in the world? Does it mean holding a leadership position where you maintain boundaries and can set a strong example for those around you, where you feel yourself growing each and every day? And while you may think that doing these two exercises seems silly or is much too simple, I encourage you to give it a try, because when you start to get honest about what your purpose is, what your strengths are, and how you evaluate a happy, fulfilled life, 
things suddenly start to get really clear. I promise you, it becomes so much easier to recognize the things you were doing because you thought you should be doing them versus the things that you want to be doing. And when you realize that, it makes it a little easier to forge your own path without any guilt or fear of disappointing those around you. Most importantly, it means you're no longer subscribing to a life that you don't love, but a life that lives up to your expectations, that you believe you're worthy of, and I couldn't be happier for you. I'm rooting for you, girl, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it on social media to help other women feel exactly like you do right now. Just be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you. And if you love the podcast but aren't ready to tell the world about your next career move, a review would be just as amazing. Thanks again, girl, and I'll talk to you soon.